2: Hey, guys, it's Bert Kreischer, and you're listening to Apathetic Enthusiasm. Wait, what's your name? Travis. With Travis. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon. And Brandon. Oh, <laughs> fucking Brandon. Poor Brandon. Almost got left out of this. Hey, hey, this is Bert Kreischer, and you're listening to Apathetic Enthusiast. Enthusiast? Enthusiast. Hey, it's Bert Kreischer, and you're listening to Apathetic Enthusiasm with Travis and, Brandon. and fucking
3: Brandon. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Everybody, this is Travis. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon. Effing Brandon. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> that that guy. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't know who that guy is really. Uh, so so like you're like super excited, and like everybody else is super excited because everyone else is so much more in the know about the machine than I am.
3: <laughs> the machine.
2: Uh, uh, and so I was like, oh, that's really cool.
3: Um, who I who don't... is that again? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, so first, first and foremost, everybody welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. Uh, we will talk about links and social stuff later, but yeah, I went to, I went to see Burt Kreishner, uh, his up. He was in Omaha of all places this, this last weekend. And <clears throat> he does a meet and greet afterwards as, as many comics uh, often do, or yeah. he's hanging out at the bar and such. Uh, and I just went up, let him know I bought a t-shirt and then let him know that uh, I listen to his podcast every week and that kind of inspires what we're doing with this show and just kind of my motivations for podcasting. He's like, hey, that's awesome. Uh give me your phone. And then he recorded that that bumper that you heard at the top of the show. So yeah. Uh <laughs> really cool guy. Uh really funny. If if you don't know who he is, maybe you've seen him on the travel channel. He had a show um called Birth the Conqueror. And then also I think he was on Trip Flip. But uh yeah, he's he's been doing stand up for a long time. I think he was the inspiration for the movie Van Wilder. Like there was a, a Rolling huh. Stone there was a Rolling Stone article about him when he was because I guess he went to college for a really long time at Florida State. It was a party school. And uh and yeah, and so then they did a, a piece on him in Rolling Stone, and that eventually became huh. the inspiration for Van Wilder and Interesting. history. Interesting. So, <clears throat> Yeah. Well, now yeah.
2: now I know who he is. You should have just said Van Wilder, and then I would have been like, oh. <laughs> "It was Ryan Reynolds."
3: That that I went and saw Ryan Reynolds. Burt Kreischer is Ryan Reynolds in Van Wilder. Spot on. They they look nearly identical. <laughs> uh, the two guys. So. Uh,
2: I had I had a similar experience with stand-up comedy this last week. I went to see Graham Elwood, uh, who who maybe he's not as well known as Burt Kreischer, but. Uh, he runs a film, uh podcast, comedy film nerds. He did like a, a, a podcast documentary called, uh, earbuds podcast documentary or something. Uh, and, uh, I'd actually interviewed him before on uh, submit for your approval. So I was like, Oh, cool. I'll, I'll go see him, uh, live. Right. And, and so I went with uh, my buddy, uh, Mike, because I'm codependent and I can't do things by myself. <laughs> and uh if, so, if i could
3: have flown all the way to hawaii for you i would
2: have <laughs> uh and so so got there it was like uh 10 o'clock it was before the show and uh, so i went up to him and and i was like hey i'm brandon he's like oh hey brandon uh you listen to the podcast comedy Filmers? Like, like uh, no you're on the submit for your approval uh Twilight zone podcast uh he's like oh cool all right. Well, hey, I'll talk to you after the show. <laughs> you and to uh, do that,
3: with me, the
2: <laughs> he, host of Submit a Free Report. I, I did so many things wrong, actually. There. One, like I went up to him as if he knew what I look like, as if podcasting is generally a more than an audio based uh, yeah, medium. Yeah,
3: it's. it's- Aside from when we get a wild hair and and put it on YouTube, this is pretty audio based. Yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, and Mike was just like laughing at me, and we were just laughing at the situation, and we we're both just like that went exactly as as we thought it was going to go. I was just really awkward and really uncomfortable. So I went up to him after the show again, and I was like, "Hey, okay, hey, hey let me let me. Sorry about earlier. Let me start this again." Uh, hey man, you were on Submit for Your Approval the show that I host, and so we, we talked to each other. So I realized that you don't have a picture of me. Uh, <laughs> and so you don't know what I look like. And so that was really crappy of me to <laughs> introduce myself like that. I'm Brandon. Nice to meet you in person. Um and then we just had like a brief conversation and it was still awkward, um, because I'm just kind of an awkward presence. So we excel at that. We excel at that. You're the you're like the the people person like networking. I'm like the, I need to be drunk. Let's, <laughs> let's just crack people.
3: Quick fill him with liquor. He needs to talk to people. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird because you, you say I'm the people person. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe you're right. I, I think in a one-on-one situation, I might be more comfortable. Yeah. But then you get us up in front of a group or up on stage somewhere. And I feel like the roles are reversed. You, you kind of shine more in that in that element. And I, it takes a little bit more time for me to loosen up and really get comfortable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if I'm I'm up on stage, then I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not interacting one-on-one with all these different people and they're looking at me to just say stuff. I'm like, okay, I (laughs) could do that. I can do that. Uh, I can do that center of attention type stuff. But when it's like, when it gets real personal and I have to have like a deep,
3: not even deep, but like, just a conversation. A regular just conversation. an actual accountable conversation where you're, <laughs> where you're speaking and someone speaks back to you. Yes. Yeah. That's, you know, that uh, those, those can be challenging. Absolutely. I, I'm not going to lie. Then uh, uh, this,
2: oh. this <laughs> I was going to, I want to, I want to get back into the stand up comedy thing uh, here in a second, but I just want to, I just want to reemphasize how awkward I am around people. Uh, so a couple weeks back, um,
3: Bob Carroll, long-time listener, first time caller. He yeah. Who uh, who loved that open by the way? I sent him that that bumper because he listens to the Burt cast as well. It, yeah. And uh he absolutely loved it. Yeah. He, he was he was floored. Uh Bob told me about
2: I was like trying to look for new jobs, whatever, and Bob was like, Oh, I know this guy uh who you you can talk to. And I was like, Oh, that guy is actually uh one of my boss's bosses. So I probably <laughs> I probably shouldn't actually go directly to him to talk about getting a job. Uh, and I was in Texas for two weeks, and I actually saw the guy, uh, David Anthony. Uh, I shouldn't have said his name. It doesn't matter. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> and I went up to him, and I was like, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, Bob Carroll." He's like, "Oh yeah, Bobby. I know Bobby." Blah blah blah. Uh, what? What? My name come up? I was like, "Oh shoot." Um, <laughs> I was looking for new jobs. He's like, "Oh, I I see how it is. I see how it is now. Okay." So, it was really awkward, and I told Bob, like, hey, maybe you should, like, send him a message and just, like, vouch for me <laughs> to send yeah. him. Please excuse my idiot friend who... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a total creeper. ...stumbled
3: into a conversation <laughs> with
2: you. Um, anyway, so, so uh, he was actually, David was out here in Hawaii this last week, and so I spent, like, the last week trying to <laughs> trying to not be awkward anymore around him,
3: okay. and it was just so frigging hard... Not being awkward <laughs> around him, and sometimes and, you just have to have to embrace who you are, Brandon, and <laughs> and awkward as part of who you are.
2: Yeah, uh, he uh, at the end of the week he's like, "Hey, man, I really like your, your sense of humor. Uh, you know, I I don't necessarily trust you because you don't like sports yet." But <laughs> uh, I was like, "No, I like sport. I like sp- I like yeah. I like the sport. sports ball." Yeah, and it's... then he then he rolled his eyes at me, and then that was the last time we ever talked to each other.
3: So uh, I think maybe I'm going to get a new job. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that'll work out for you. (laughs) Uh, So uh, we're talking a little bit about stand-up comedy and the fact that you are better on stage than I am. Sure. Uh, Is stand-up comedy something you've ever considered pursuing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Like realistically considered or just been like, that would be fun one day?
2: Yeah, like stand-up comedy is something that I... like. It's one of those bucket list things where like I want to try it maybe once or twice to see how I do. Sure. Uh but um I as as a kid uh earlier in my life, same thing with like acting. I was like, "Ah, that's too hard." Um cuz you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And people and people are always like, "Oh, you're so funny. You should be you should do stand up." I was like, you don't understand how much work actually has to go into stand up, yes, in order to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still want to try it. Uh, and I've talked to some people on like Graham Elwood before I, when he was on the show and it was not
3: awkward. Talked to him about <laughs> wanting to do stand up, you know, when you actually had a platform and a legitimate reason to have a conversation, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel like that getting up in front of people part of it is a huge turnoff for me when it comes to stand up uh the the stage fright element i think I think that's something I'm capable of overcoming and uh, I have in the past, so it's not uh and i and I also realize that when I really know like what i'm doing in, in when I'm presenting a speech or doing anything like that uh i I do much better and yeah. i'm much more comfortable so i don't know maybe if if I wasn't pressured to kind of like i mean there's there's always pressure but if you're just telling jokes, maybe it's a, a little bit easier. But I really appreciate you talk about the work that goes into it, mm-hmm. um, the the craft or the, the art that is stand-up comedy. And, and especially I've been watching a lot of stand-up specials. Netflix has a freaking new <laughs> stand-up special every week now. So yeah. uh, it's, it's almost uh, a challenge to keep up to date with them. But, uh, I've been watching a lot of standup comedy and then listening to comedians talking on podcasts about sort of how they have, uh, kind of come up in the business and and their experiences. It's really, it's really fascinating stuff because you don't see all the work that goes into it. You just kind of see the the finished result on stage.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you know, I've, I thought about, you know, I like for a while I was like, you know, let me do the standup thing. Let me get just a notebook. And anytime I, I think of something like observation, I'll write it down. And then maybe I'll put that into a comedy routine. And I think I still have some on my phone. Um, but I was just like, but I have to go up there and I have to like, I feel like I have to go up there and bomb a couple times. And I <laughs> just, think just to have the experience. Yeah. And I think generally uh, from what I've, from what I've heard and what I've talked to a couple of standups about, like they're like, yeah. I mean, if you go up there and just, you just kill the first time around, you're putting yourself in a bad position sure. uh, because, yeah. because you're not, you're not setting yourself up for rejection and you're not going to grow because of it. Um, yeah. and so a lot of people end up bombing, not on purpose, but that helps them start to develop their, their, you know, their, their chops. If you well, will. and they
3: figure out what works and what doesn't work. And, and I think if you start off small and you're doing like open mics or, or small clubs, things like that, uh, you, the risk is lower in failure, right? Like, yeah, you you tell some bad jokes and, and, a, and a handful of people don't laugh, but you pick yourself up and move on and get better. Uh, one of the things I heard about was, like, people that become really popular through YouTube or maybe maybe podcasting, but, but mostly YouTube, uh, and then they decide, hey, like, I've got a pretty decent fan base and people think I'm funny on YouTube. Maybe I'll go do stand-up. And they've never done stand up. They've never done that kind of, you know, presentation on on jokes and things. Yeah. And so they go out, and because they've already built such a fan base through YouTube, they already have a ton of people there. So like the pressure to do well is is higher. And so then when they bomb, it's even worse, <laughs> right? Like just so many more people are like, "Oh gosh, that really sucked." Yeah. Um. So you know, it's I I I appreciate stand up comedians that uh you know have have put in the work and have, and have grown yeah. through that that medium and stuff and you, you, you know i you, don't know the the other thing about the
2: youtube thing right is uh you know youtube is such unless you're like you know twitch streaming like youtube is such an edited format and so like you, they're not they're not they're not speaking off the cuff most of the times
3: so they're like let's let's put an edit here well uh, that joke didn't work let's cut that out right? Oh yeah. Tons of jump cuts too. So you can kind of say a line 20 times and see, see which way goes, like sounds the best and and then use that one, things like that. Exactly.
2: And, and, and I think that the art of standup comedy is, uh, it really, you know, ad-libbing or or putting together jokes. It's, it's doing that same editing, but just internally where you, your timing is getting better. And so you're not using, you're not using YouTube anymore to, to get those edits in there. You go out there, you bomb, or you say a joke, and it doesn't work as well. And you're like, okay, cool. Let me let me cut this little part out next
3: time I deliver the joke, yeah. right? Uh, I I thought it was so funny. And uh, the the show I went to this last weekend, uh, I mean, Bert Kreischer's just done an hour long special on Showtime. It yeah. came out a few months ago. So and and he's talked about how he's just he's he's not using that material. He's got his main stories, like the machine story that. Are kind of classic. It's one of the reasons people come out to see him. So it's like a, it's like a have to for him to tell that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like it was cool to see him up there, just kind of talking and and exercising new stuff, and then he would say something and it'd get a good laugh, and you'd be like, hold on a second, and like he'd stop and turn around and write it down in a book, (laughs) like that's something I can work on. That's something I can put together, and to see that you know live and see someone not afraid to be like you know. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to work this stuff out and I'm not going to be super concerned about someone th- you know stopping the show or, or doing things like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually enjoy that part of it cuz then it's like all right, yeah, he's he's doing the thing. He's he's doing the thing that yeah. that makes you better.
2: Exactly. And and you know, the interesting thing is like next time you see him live or you see a stand up special and he'll and he has that joke that he said just as an ad lib during your live show, then he wrote it down. Next time he does that joke, you'll be like, you, you'll see the
3: just like, <laughs> oh, look-, look at how it's changed, like how much better it's gotten. Look yeah. at added, yeah, all that. Yeah,
2: stuff you'll, you'll see how you'll see how polished it is. Uh, and so like like I, th- I think that's interesting. Um, like stand up comedy when I when you watch like the same stand up com- comedian over and over again, uh, like you know the Machine, uh, you you have the the standard jokes, uh, Graham Elwood. Like he, you know, he, a couple of jokes I didn't recognize. Uh, but then some of the bits I was like, oh yeah, I talked about this one specifically on submitted for your approval uh, because I was, I thought that was awesome of him, And then, uh, but when I, when I heard it live, I was like, like, it's still good, but I know this is a, I know this is a bit. And the, right. And I think part of the art is making it seem so natural that it, that it seems like it's spon- spontaneous right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, you don't want it to, to seem too rehearsed, but it's funny, especially if you are following a particular comedian and hear the delivery in different settings of the same story or the same, the same bit. Yeah. You can tell how rehearsed it is because especially if they've really worked on it and you're yeah. like, wow, this is like note for note. Exact. The, the pacing, the timing is exactly the same. Um, But even with that, you know, I'd heard the machine story several times, but there are still parts of it. It's it's like when you go back to what your favorite, you know, comedy movie and you recite the same lines and, yeah. and you, the, the those, those certain parts that stick out that no matter how many times you say it, just the, the raw funniness of it, it, it you can't help but laugh over and over again. So you can't, you can't help yeah. it. You can't help. Do it. you, do you have like a particular top two or three comedians that you gravitate towards that you sort of, um, like listening to or or following, you know, regardless of, uh, what what they what they have going on,
2: um, I you know the the I I don't follow really stand up comedians like I I, like on Twitter I follow most of the people from the state like Ken Marino okay. and um uh, you know Thomas Lennon and, the, and all those guys uh just because I think they're so weird and it's it's awesome um I do you know. Rest in peace Mitch Hedberg. Oh,
3: shoot. Yeah. Just so so good. Uh um, he he had such a way of just crafting like a perfect like one-liner or just like such a compact joke and yeah. get just boil it down to the just the raw just like and 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 he was <laughs> always so kind of just turning things on its head. Yeah. to and 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 got you thinking all the time. I, yeah, I absolutely loved and, Mitch and, Hedberg. And like the the one-liners
2: of his like he he had such a way of like building these bad jokes like good <laughs> yeah. good good bad jokes on top of each other uh and so like it's like breaking down your immune system right when you're when you're starting to get sick you're like uh i don't i yeah i'm okay i'm okay i'm not sick and then like day 2 you're like okay i feel a little i feel a little bad and then by like day 3 you're you've got a head cold right like alternately he like, he starts off with like one virus of a, of a bad, good joke. <laughs> and then by, you know, by five minutes later, you're just, you're cracking up because these are all like, like, I want to be a race car passenger, <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know? So like that. You and, really it, like Tide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um Yeah. He's, he's awesome. I, I actually like, uh, Dimitri Martin quite a bit. Yeah. Um, he's, he's another one of those, uh, Really scientific type guys, where he he does a lot of work and analyzes the joke and tries to. um, I guess he. I heard on a podcast this last week that he's got like a record for the longest palindrome or something. Hmm. Like he's just he's just really up in his head about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. I also Mike Berbiglia. I usually go back to him quite a bit. Yeah. Berbigel basket. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just. I, I listen to a, a wide variety of stuff, uh, so usually in the car, I listen to a lot of stand-up in the car, podcasts, and, and stand-up. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I would like to
2: reemphasize. I would like to do try stand-up someday. I would also like to try uh, long-form improv.
3: Just take yeah, to, take some of those yeah. classes. We we can we should do an improv episode of this podcast. <laughs> is it? I think every episode of this podcast
2: is improv in some way, shape, or form
3: yes and it's also (laughs) maybe it maybe no it's not (laughs) no it's i was kind of waiting for you to say no just to kind of complete that joke (laughs) uh Uh, but yeah so and and the other and the last thing i'll say about about stand-up comedy is it's one of those things i had a really fun time just going out and and seeing all the acts over there not just the headliner um and it's you know, I've been married over a decade now and you gotta you gotta find new and creative date night ideas. Sure. And uh it, it was fun going out and, and seeing some live comedy. One to support everybody that was there, not just the headliner. Uh but yeah, it's 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 a fun time. If if you haven't gone out, I'm sure there depending on where you live, there's probably a comedy club near you. And uh, if you haven't, I would highly suggest going out. It's a good time.
2: Yeah. Uh, when I went saw when when I went to see Graham there, he I guess uh earlier in the week he uh, had like a stand up comedy competition to see who would open up for him on Saturday, and so oh, okay. all, all all the opening acts were people who won that that contest. Um. So so that was really cool to to support the the local talent who were mostly military, ex military in some way shape from, uh. And and uh do you remember you remember Co Snyder? Uh yeah, yeah I do actually. Yeah, so he wasn't he still,
3: he still pops up on our Instagram from time to time.
2: Uh, yeah. he wasn't opening up for the show. Uh but he was he was uh at the door. He was the doorman, one of the doorman okay. with his was his girlfriend, both of them are stand-ups. Uh and uh he... paying his dues working pa- the door. Yeah, doing... heck yeah. And he doesn't recognize me. He never recognizes me. <laughs> And you just have and,
3: one of those faces for radio.
2: And he's so weirded uh, out whenever I'm like, "Hey, thanks, Co. Appreciate it." And he's like, like "Who's he's like? Why does this guy know who I am? Why, oh, why does okay. he know who I am?" Uh, like we we
3: reviewed your brother's fighties game, you bastard. <laughs> Give us some credit here. Exactly. Uh, have you have you watched the show Crashing?
2: No, I have not. Oh okay. no, I, I I did. I watched the first episode. Uh, another with a, another Gina great. Kersong. Who was it, Gina Gershon, she was in the first episode.
3: Okay. Um I can't, now I can't even think of the name of the the main dude on that show. <laughs> Gina Gershon. I, I, yeah, it it'll come to me. Uh and by it'll come to me, I mean I'm going to look it up on my phone yeah. real quick. Uh, uh I I caught the tail end
2: of the episode. I'll give you some time to look it up. I caught the tail end of that first episode and I, I didn't know that I was going to like what I saw and uh it turns out I did cuz TJ Miller was in there. And I'm always a fan of him, uh, mainly from Cloverfield, um, and I guess Deadpool. As a, as a little
3: side note, yeah. So T.J. Miller was in, was he? He was like in the second and third episode, I think, mostly. Oh, um, I don't know if you saw. Is
2: that maybe, the only episode that you watched? Maybe, maybe I saw. No, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I saw an episode of the show. I I liked it. I like okay. it, Travis. Don't hold so, it against me. <laughs>
3: Pete Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes, the X-rated. That's that's the, uh, so if you haven't caught Crashing, it's on HBO. It's a new series, and Pete Holmes pretty much plays himself in a lot of ways, Uh, but he catches his wife cheating on him and uh, ends up going through a divorce, and by the end of the first episode is like homeless with no phone, no money, and no job. And he spends every episode crashing on the couches of other comedians. And it just sort of goes through this process of what it's like to be a struggling comedian in New York. And how you get new jobs and, and how you interact in that community. And if you like stand-up comedy and you have not checked out Crashing, I highly recommend it. They have great uh, guest appearances. Sarah Silverman was on the last episode. Uh, Artie Lang, TJ Miller. Uh, ton, ton, tons of great comedians on there. Yeah. So, uh, highly recommend it. Uh you know what show I liked
2: about stand up comedy was I I forget what it is now. Uh but it was on Showtime and it was uh basically just uh com- interviewing comedians. Um Inside Comedy I think it was called. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it was just it was just like you know Billy Crystal, Steve Martin, Mel Brooks, um just all all these different comedians and, and just talking about their their history of stand up comedy and their you know coming up and and their methods and you know how they feel and uh, i like like to me beyond the comedy aspect of it like the the human side and like the actual craft of it is really interesting to me like i really recommend if you're a book reader not you mm, but the people no, listening don't don't you put that on me bro uh, uh steve martin's uh biography um autobiography born standing up like it's just it's just so good just so good
3: so good so, so. bad so bad. And I want to take his master class uh, on comedy. <laughs> I, I saw you link that on Facebook and I was like, dude, that's that's legit money right there. Yeah for some some internet videos. But hey, you know, I, I paid to teach myself how to do computer programming and <laughs> <laughs> that's not going so great, but yeah. you know what? I, I yeah. gotta do something. I gotta do something with this giant computer that I built, you know? It's yeah. uh, Diablo th- it's Diablo three. It's beautiful. Um it's not currently on right now. There's some weird RGBs glowing, but it's on. Yeah, I did download Diablo three, actually. Yeah. Uh I haven't played it since the game originally came out, but I guess they're starting a new season. Um season ten. I guess, I guess. that's how I guess that's how the game works. Uh so yeah, I downloaded it and some people from work are like, hey, yeah, come on, we'll we'll play. And I was like, Yeah, I'll try something different. I've been playing a ton of Overwatch. I could I could do something a little bit different. And I get Diablo three, and I jump in, and a guy from work's like, "Okay, cool. Uh, join my group, join them up. Okay, all right." And I just follow me through this portal. I go in the portal, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's play." And then I realize after I get like one shot, I think I think a mob like just looked at me, <laughs> and and my character burst into flames and died. Um, that was like, oh. I am way too low level for the area that we're in. Yeah. And then at like minute, like immediately I was getting like level after level after level. I'm like, Oh, I see what's going on here. We're, we're power leveling my character. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back here by the door. You have <laughs> fun. You let me know when I get to do something.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good old, good old power leveling. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to download it again. Uh, it's a fun game. You know, I, I just, I mean, if, if we were, if, if you and I were like playing from the, the get go, we start, I, we both started, started new from the
3: bottom. Now we're here. We played, played
2: through the, the campaign one more time for me. Uh, you know, I would do, I would do that. I would do that. It would be, it would be, it would be enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I don't really feel Co- like a couple of bros
3: hanging out,
2: you just killing, killing demons. Yeah. <laughs> I think with like the seasons thing, you know, they they get into like torment levels and like like prestige levels and all that type of jazz, and like I'm just not interested in a leaderboard aspect in Diablo. I guess, um, I can, I can respect that. It's like a weird, I can. like it's a competition, but it's like a weird competition where it's it's not it's not the skill <sighs> level anymore. It's how much time you're you're willing to put into the game. Yeah, yeah,
3: which. For me, is not that much, right? Like I enjoy gaming, um, especially since I've built a new computer. I've been it, there's a part of me that feels like oh, I haven't built a PC, I haven't owned a PC in over over ten years, because I because I went on my Mac hiatus. Yeah, and and let's 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 not get it twisted. I'm I'm still a Mac man, and we're recording this on a Mac right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. both, but... both of us, yeah. <laughs> but. You know, it was like, oh, now I can play a whole bunch of stuff that I haven't I've kind of missed out on. Yeah. And so there's part of me that there's there's a lot of people that have always had PCs and have always been gaming on them and so they're just they're kind of really into whatever they're into right now. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that's like, I want to I want to try everything. I want to I want to play some first-person shooters and I want to play some weird puzzle games and I want to you know, I just w- want to enjoy the spectrum of different games that are available on PC. Yeah. I I don't disagree. Uh, speaking I'm, of, I'm, I'm not going to get too far into the spectrum. Some of that weird anime stuff that keeps showing up on steam. I, yeah, no, yeah, thanks. Not, not I, your- I, I'm s- sorry. I'm just not, not my speed,
2: not your cup, <laughs> not your cup of Coke zero. Uh, is that Coke? Zero?
3: what is that? Is that root? It's, it's, it's vanilla Coke zero.
2: Actually. Oh, vanilla. Coke. Ah, I, I had part of it. Right.
3: Um, yeah, I shout out shout out to Logitech for the <laughs> HD elements on my webcam where you were able to see that via Skype. <laughs> I I have
2: not other than I haven't really played any game. Uh, so so John Koffelt gave me a, a Steam key for Thimbleweed Park, which is a Tim Schafer game of formerly of Lucas Arts. Uh, I
3: I, w- I want to cut you off real quick Monkey before Island. we get into it. Okay, uh, this is the second time. That you've given uh, John RC a shout out about giving you a Steam key. Uh, is he like your supplier? Is he your game stealer? Yeah. Like, what exactly? What he's, exactly is going on no, with this relationship?
2: He's not a game stealer. He he supports all these games on like Kickstarter, right? And so then oh, okay. so then they get like free like they get extra uh, keys for the game. And so he's always like, "Hey, do you want a a key to this game coming up?" I was like. Yeah, I mean, if you are not gonna give it to anybody, I'll take it and I'll play the game. Sure, he's like, "All I, right, I, I'll
3: take free things." Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, so he gave me another key <laughs> to Thimbleweed uh, Park. Tim Schaefer, formerly like he did uh Monkey Island, uh, also Psychonauts. He he's a, he's a venture, He's an adventure game guy. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so like this this game is like kind of that eight bit kind of like Maniac Mansion esque looking. Oh. Day of the Tentacle. You,
3: you are speaking into the heart of my childhood right now.
2: <laughs> and and that's actually how like you control the, the characters, right? Like you have like the you have the list of commands like go to, talk to, use, push, pull, all that type of stuff. And so the, the plot of the game is it's almost like it looks like X Files, like it looks like Mulder and Scully. But you're okay. they're they're in this town trying to solve a murder. A body is discovered and then you're trying to solve a murder. I'm not too far into the game. But it's all already really funny uh I used the the girl when I was walking down this highway and these this this van with pigeon brothers plumbing like pulled over to the side of the road, and these two girls dressed as pigeons comes out come out of the van <laughs> and they're just like they're just they're saying weird stuff and uh i one of the the dialogue options to the the pigeon sisters right. Uh, which, first of all, the the character's like, why why are you guys pigeon sisters if the band says pigeon brothers? And they're like, ah, well, our dad was expecting to have boys, so uh, <laughs> we're just we're just waiting for him to die and then we'll change it. Uh, but then, but then the the character asks, uh, should I save my game? And then there's this there's this conversation about like uh you know since the mid '90s, adventure games have come a long way, and they actually found that saving your game. Saving your game so much, you know, with dead ends and, uh, you know, player deaths was less enjoyable than if you just had a better story. And sure, it's harder to do, but it it means more fun. <laughs> and I was just like laughing at like this is like such a weird like the kind
3: of commenting, uh, uh, like
2: kind of breaking the fourth wall, <laughs> yeah. but
3: still keeping it within the the context of the conversation. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Actually, now that I'm talking is, to you, is about. that
3: a game that's out? Uh, like, is it has it been released, or is it still in like an early release type thing?
2: Yeah, it's it's released. It's on it's on Steam. It's on Xbox.
3: Okay, yeah, I might I might have to check that out. I I honestly, and this is so weird. Like I I have a really powerful computer right now. Not to not to be too cocky about it or anything, but I got it. I got it all put together. I'm like, all right, what am I going to play? And then I open up the Steam like store and i was like oh day of the tentacle mm, nice. maniac mansion sequel like maybe and i was like wait i could have i could have run that on <laughs> on my first computer i think that i had yeah uh let, let, so, me, let me just get the, yeah. the high def graphics
2: of 1989 let me, let me drop this down eight
3: <laughs> eight bits or so uh yeah i I actually signed up. I don't know if I mentioned this on the on the show already, but I signed up for a Humble Bundle monthly oh, yeah, package. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, we talked about it. Uh and so I I still it's it's a monthly thing. I still haven't received the games, but uh when you signed up, you got a free copy of The Witness. And I didn't really know much about that game, and it's it's pretty weird. Uh but did you ever play like Myst?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I played. Uh, yeah, I played Mist. I didn't like Mist because the puzzles
3: were too too hard for me. Okay, all right. Uh, then I would not recommend The Witness uh, <laughs> because it's very much like Mist, where you just get dropped on an island and there are no instructions, and you you start wandering around and. It, you're you start in a courtyard, and it's sort of like the tutorial because you walk up to all these panels, and there's mazes, and you have to solve the maze. Yeah, and that will activate another area, which you then unlock that, and yada yada yada, until you can get out of that area. And yeah. and so the game teaches you how to play it, how to solve the puzzles mm. through the through the process of going through it. the The issue I have yeah. is it's you're just on an Island and, and you can go anywhere unless the, like a door is locked or something. Sure. So you don't know exactly like the order in which to solve the puzzles and it can become co- confusing because they start mixing and matching puzzle elements. Oh yeah. And so you'll get to a spot and you're like, all right, I know how to solve this half of it, but I have no idea what that symbol means. Huh. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I really enjoy it. It gets me thinking a lot. I have a notebook on my desk that is full <laughs> of like here I'll sh- I'll show it to you, but it's full of crazy like patterns and scrambled yeah. up drawings and stuff. Yeah, you look like a crazy uh, person. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um and I still don't know if I'm anywhere near the end of of completing this game, but uh if you if you like puzzle games, if you like games like Myst and things like that, I would I would actually recommend the witness. Uh it's it's something that keeps you thinking about it even when you're not playing it. And the visuals are actually pretty outstanding. It's it's a really colorful and rich environment. So mm. and there's all these statues all over the place of yeah. people that look like they're frozen in time. Sure. And it's it's kind of creepy sometimes huh. when, when you run into them. But anyway. I, I, I went down this one little trail and it was like it was like an isolated trail that was next to um some water uh-huh. and I was like, I wonder if anything's down here. And I get all the way to the end and it, it, it made me jump, but it was just a little dog, a statue of a little dog, but he's like staring right at you as you like come <laughs> over. And I just, I was not expecting it. But yeah. Anyway, it's it fun. It's it's fun. It's fun. So, yeah. But we, we need to play something together. Yes. Like, yes, we do. We need to decide. We don't, we don't have to do it on the show necessarily, but right. if, if maybe if the listeners have an idea of, a game that we should be playing T- uh, together you know, as together, brothers
2: mutually speaking, two brothers speak, speaking of doing things together uh, Chelsea and I are are on a quest to to find things to do with each other and 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 keep a connection with each other so to 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 do that we decided hey let's let's start up a book club with each other and so okay. so All we're right. starting off our inaugural book club with Ready Player
3: 1 Yes, previously reviewed on this very podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'm finally getting years around to it. Years ago.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Loot Crate, for that book. Many, many years ago. Uh, so yeah. So Chelsea's reading it, and I'm reading it. And so book. So do you it. have do you have Weird. two copies of it? Or she checked it out from the library digitally. Oh,
3: all right. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. That high. Yeah. High tech stuff going on. <laughs> Ooh.
2: She uses her uh, sister's library card. <laughs> Digital library card low tech all right
3: uh yeah how about how far are you through the book uh
2: so we're only we're only through chapter two uh and so we're gonna stop there just
3: so we have you know so we can discuss how do you how do you like the uh the idea of this book club sort of thing i've i've never i've never been a party to to a book club yeah uh i mean is it are you just talking about the book every chapter is that is that all that's going I, on I I think Are... so
2: I've never done a book club so I <laughs> so I think so I think you know there's a the, there's the prologue the chapter 1 chapter 2 I think what her like she took a bunch of notes on the chapters and so I think we're just going to like talk about it and like like we we talked a little bit about it actually the other night we went, we went on a date together and and we talked just a little bit about uh you know Ready Player 1 just like the first two uh, the prologue in chapter one and about and about virtual worlds in and, and what virtual worlds do we have in our life today <laughs> And it was like a kind of a pretentious question but uh <laughs> i was like i know what yours is it's that little gardenscape game on your ipad she's like oh yeah i know i wish i wish i could just live in that gardenscape game and and get all the gardens built up.
3: Just just garden all the just gardens. Garden.
2: I'm like, there's a perfectly good garden out in her backyard that is full of weeds. She's like, Yeah, <laughs> but but I can't match anything. Alright. It's a matching yeah. game. Uh so yeah. So I so it'll be interesting. It'll so, be good to, so to was, talk about. So what was your virtual world? Uh, I didn't I didn't answer
3: mine. I was getting drunk. You're like Azeroth.
2: <laughs> my my virtual world is any is is any game I'm playing?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, maybe maybe Futurama, or
3: <laughs> or, or Xbox or, Live, or or Rick and Morty. Who? Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, obviously this is not a Rick and Morty podcast. But uh, they pulled a total fast one on the Rick and Morty fan base and premiered their first episode uh, on April Fool's Day. Yeah, they did. So not not even on the right night. Uh, did you did you hear that they actually showed it on Adult Swim, uh, in place of Samurai Jack? Yeah, this week?
2: in place of Samurai Jack and also Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because
2: the, the official Rick and Morty Twitter tweeted retweeted somebody who was like, I was looking forward to Dragon Ball Super and said I got Rick and Morty, angry angry face emoji. Yeah, angry face. <laughs>
3: Uh, but it was a very pleasant surprise. We talk all about it over on Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Working World podcast. Uh, got got to, to cross plug the shows. You yeah, know? yeah, it's, know. It's, it's it's what we do. I know it. Um, but uh, but you know
2: that's one show. But what about our show? You know, if you guys are listening to this and you want uh, you want to get a hold of us, I think there's a few ways you can do that.
3: I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive. I, uh, all all of our stuff's over at apatheticenthusiasm.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Apathusiast, on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Summer, keep summer safe. Uh and then what did I not say? I said Twitter, uh Twitter. Twitter. Instagram, Instagram. email. Instagram. Email. E- email. Rick not Rick and Morty Podcast. <laughs> See? Who? Who? to keep crossing the streams. Yeah. It's cause you kept flashing summer on on, on the webcam. Uh yeah apathetic enthusiasm podcast apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com that's it, <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> uh, it it's it's deep in the deep recesses of my Jeez. mind Jeez. uh thank you guys so much for listening uh, i hope i hope you know we're just kind of uh we're every couple of weeks we just like to to reconnect and and, and cover the things that, that we're most interested about on this show if you have ideas for a future topic or something that you'd like us to discuss hit us up on all those those links and things that we just mentioned uh, if you're enjoying the show, as always, um, head out to iTunes. You can subscribe. You can leave the show a review, five stars preferably. Uh, but if you don't like iTunes, if you are if you just hate Apple and everything that they stand for, uh, they stand for some pretty good stuff, so maybe don't hate everything they stand for. Yeah. But uh, sure. you can head over to the podcatcher you're choosing. Still give us a review. It'll help uh, wherever you do that. So and, and for those of you that have done that, thank you very much for, for taking the time.
2: Fantastic. Great. Great job. Travis sponsored by Coke Vanilla
3: Zero. <laughs> the most uh, vanilla of zero Coke. <laughs> uh, definitely not a sponsor. We, we are nowhere near sponsorship yet. No, uh, no, that's, that's it for this week guys. So that, that's it. Uh, we will see you again in, in two weeks. Two weeks. Well, we won't see them, and they won't see us because we're still doing audio podcasts. That's right. That's right. We won't be awkward like me with (laughs) Graham Elwood. Thanks again to Bert. Yeah. for the the opening bump there thanks Bert. and uh hopefully I'll... no one was trying to listen to this with our families because we got the explicit tag this week yeah uh
2: thanks thanks bert for the the bumper and uh since i know for a fact you'll be listening to this episode <laughs> yeah. uh, i will i will i will watch your stand up and, and catch some of your podcasts
3: so all right guys until next week i'm travis i'm brandon thanks for listening bye <laughs>